How will this story end? Who will win the baking contest this time? The final chapter of Don't Eat What You Can't Pronounce is about to begin. Don't those muffins look delicious? St. Stephen's Bazaar and Festival was approaching, and there was lots of planning to do. Matilda set to work. Her cornbread muffins were the only thing that she had ever entered in any contest that had finished in the running against Sandy. She'd garnered third place the year before. Matilda went through all her cookbooks, examining any other possibilities, but the witch had said the special ingredient was best in baked goods. She thought about breads, pastries, pies, croissants, etc. She kept coming back to her first choice, cornbread muffins. They were very good. Her husband, Mike, thought so. Her daughter, Melanie, could not get enough of them. Even the divine Sandy liked them, and Fred... Sandy's husband had declared them his favorite when they had dinner at the Madison house. It would be her cornbread muffins. The night before the festival, she carefully prepared her muffins for baking. When she had her mixture ready, she opened the package the witch had given her and added the contents. She mixed everything thoroughly, put the muffins in her tins, and put them in the oven. The odor filled the house, and her husband and daughter came into the kitchen, eager for a sample. I'm sorry, Matilda said, but I need all of them for the festival this year. I promise that I will make another batch just for you after the festival is over. St. Stephen's Festival was held on a super day. The weather was perfect, the sky was blue, the sun was shining, the whole town was there. Tasting and judging would be held at noon and the winner and runners-up would be announced at 2 p.m. Craft and food booths were doing brisk business. A local rock band was playing at one side of the festival grounds, a country group at the other side, and the local radio station was broadcasting from the event. People from out of town were coming to enjoy the day. The people who had entered the baked goods competition all shared long tables that had been set up under a tent. They would not be available to the public until after the judging. At noon, the judges came into the tent and began tasting and judging. There were 16 entries, the largest field of competitors in recent memory. Cakes, pies, croissants, donuts, and assorted cookies were all tastefully displayed. The reigning queen of cooking, Sandy Spalding, would have her apple pie judged last. Everyone knew that Sandy would probably win, but no one was kept from entering. After all, the festival raised money for a very good cause. Everyone was there to have fun, except for Matilda Madison. There were five judges this year. Three of the five had to agree that one of the entries was better than all the others. Deputy Mayor Frank Blake, Postmaster Helen Crawford, School Superintendent Albert Holloway, Police Sergeant Stan Fredericks and Sharon Sievers, the queen of the festival, had been appointed to judge the event this year. Each judge had a printed form with the names of each entrant and a grading scale of one to five, with five being the best. They made their way slowly from entry to entry. There were exclamations of, wow, that's good, and this is delicious, along with, oh my, I need to take some home. 
and other warm statements from the judges as they made their way through the tent. Matilda stood by her entry in nervous anticipation near the rear of the tent. Her muffins would be fifth from the end to be judged. The judges arrived in her station, and Deputy Mayor Frank Blake declared, Matilda, I hoped you'd bring these this year. Helen Crawford started to gag. Albert Holloway's face turned bright red. The festival queen spit out her sample on the ground, followed by Sergeant Fredericks. Deputy Mayor Frank Blake loudly exclaimed, My God, Matilda, are you trying to poison us? The judges left the tent in search of water. Everyone was looking at Matilda, and Matilda was staring in horror at her muffins. What the hell had the witch given her? She was embarrassed beyond words. She ran from the tent in shame and hid in a porta potty. Her husband, Mike, tried to reason with her, but she would not come out and face anyone. The judges returned, a bit discomfited, but determined to finish their duty. They tasted the rest of the entries, did their scoring, and left the tent. Mike Madison went to the baking tent, swept Matilda's muffins into a garbage bag, and left the scene. Sandy Spalding was, as usual, judged the winner. When the moment came for one of the radio DJs to announce the winners, Matilda lurked behind the bandstand, looking at the crowd. She saw a familiar face. However, the old woman was not dressed as a witch this time. She sat in the first row of the crowd, smiling as the winners were announced. Matilda followed when she moved away from the bandstand. She tapped her on her shoulder, and the woman turned around. When the woman saw who it was, she smiled brightly. Matilda, filled with hatred, spat out her words. What the hell did you give me? Instead of answering, the old woman said, Tell me, Matilda, how old are you? What does that have to do with what you gave me? Everything. How old are you? I'm 43. What? And you still believe in witches. That's delightful. The old woman laughed at her. Matilda was so stunned she couldn't articulate her words clearly. People were gathering around them, staring and pointing. Uh, uh, uh. Matilda grunted, her face contorting. Finally, she managed to yell, Who the hell are you? I'm Sandy's grandmother, dearie, the old woman said, in the voice of the witch. The veins were sticking out of Matilda's throat. What did you give me to put in my muffin, she croaked. The old woman smiled and said, The scientific names are phenotheocarmide and 6N-propotheocidyl, more commonly known as PTC and PROP. You see, dearie, I am a retired chemical engineer. The best witch in the business couldn't get close to all the things I know. Uh. I can't, I can't pronounce what you said. What What did it do? It makes everything very bitter, the old woman said, smiling sweetly. What the hell is her secret ingredient? Tell me, Matilda said. She must have one, damn it. What is it? It's an emulsion of natural ingredients, dearie. What is that? It's called butter, dearie. Matilda could not get her mind to work. She was stupefied. Finally, she screamed, why did you do this to me? The look on the old woman's face had changed. 
There was no sweet smile and no warmth in her voice when she leaned in and whispered, "'Because, Matilda, dear, the women in our family don't lose. We never lose at anything. I guarantee it.' With these words the old woman turned and began walking away. Onlookers heard the blood-curdling scream and watched in horror as Matilda lunged forward. Before she could sink the cake-knife into the old woman's back, Matilda was tackled and brought down by Police Sergeant Stan Fredericks. However, Fredericks, even at six-four and two hundred and thirty pounds of muscle, had not bargained for what happened next. In her rage, Matilda Madison, at just five-three and a hundred and thirty pounds, threw the officer like he was a mere child and lunged again for the woman. She had nearly reached her when five men from the crowd brought her down a second time. It was all they could do to hold Matilda until the sergeant was able to cuff her and lead her away. Sandy Spaulding, who had heard the commotion, stood watching with a smile on her face. It was wonderful to win again. Matilda Madison was kept heavily sedated in solitary confinement for five months before she was deemed safe enough to mix with the general population at Pearsall Psychiatric Hospital near Harrisburg. No one on the staff could get her to eat desserts of any kind. One day, when they served cornbread muffins, she went berserk, stuck a butter knife in a guard's arm, and had to be restrained again for six months. The Madison family left town. Sandy Spaulding got her own TV cooking show. Life was very good.